Gabriella Balcom won the right to have a novel published by Clarendon House Publishing when one of her stories was voted best in the anthology in which it appeared. Her book, On the Wings of Ideas, came out following this. What's your favorite genre? Fantasy? Horror? Sci-fi? Romance? Literary fiction? This multi-genre collection of short stories includes all of that and more and has something for everyone. Gabriella's stories will alternately move you and bring you to tears, captivate or horrify you, and have you on the edge of your seat. Don't miss out. Be sure to get a copy today. All her life, Joan placed herself into the hands of men who failed her. Joan does the unthinkable for a woman in 1960, leaving her small town of Gainesfield. As an accomplished musician, Joan served her country in the first ever women's Air Force band, San Antonio, Texas. She unwittingly becomes part of a brainwashing experiment. After her Air Force service, returning to society is particularly hard for Joan, so much so that she has spent a good deal of her life in a mental institution. As a patient in a VA hospital, Joan is found murdered. Small-town secrets, whispers behind closed doors, stolen records, serve to solve the mystery of what the hell happened to Joan. This book is a work of fiction, but very well could have happened. Gabriella Balcom's thrilling sci-fi novella, The Return. The world doesn't know about the compound hidden underground and the wealthy investors funding it want things to stay that way. Although it's the year 2027, most of the facility's research is illegal. If animal rights activists had an inkling of what went on, they'd clamor for justice. Human rights activists would scream from the rooftops. By the time 2030 arrives, Researchers have worked for a while with feline service units and human replicas, HRs, who are virtual prisoners with no rights. More and more of them are dying and they long for freedom. Surprisingly, one of the top scientists isn't happy with the status quo either. Tensions are mounting and things are not as they appear. And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Carry on my way, what's up? There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 76 of Lupa's Bits. I am as always your host Lupa Barty and we are podcasting from the new home studio, (laughs) the temporary home studio. Yes folks, we are in Florida. Um, I had a, a podcast already scripted for tonight that I was going to do. Um, and I posted a TikTok advertising said podcast and kind of got an overwhelming response to it. So 
that particular podcast is on hold while I interview the people that got a hold of me. Um, there's going to be, I'm going to be talking to Kevin and Trish. I'm going to be talking to Dan and Sarah. I'm going to be talking to a couple of other people that I don't even know some random people that I don't even know that messaged me um, when they saw it. And they all have stories pertaining to the topic that I was going to discuss. So, um, that being said, <laughs> I've had to kind of last minute revamp tonight's podcast. So, we're going to just kind of go with it. And seeing as this is the first podcast back in the United States, we're just going to, I'm going to tell you about my journey I'm going to tell you where I am, some fun facts about the town and the county that I happen to be in, and this is going to be a fun podcast. It's not going to be the serious um, digging deep and holding mirrors up and dredging up things kind of podcast that I had originally scheduled. So that one will be next week. All right. So, oh yeah, and if you were wondering, if you tuned in and wondered what the podcast was supposed to be about, it was kind of, um, I have a friend of mine who has come across a rather interesting situation. Now, she's in a relationship, and the, um, I don't even know how to, to, what you would call it. It's kind of a... Well, we were going to be discussing the difference between spirituality and religion, and they're in a, a mixed belief relationship, um, which has been going gangbusters as far as I can tell. There was a recent incident, and it's kind of thrown not just her, but the entire relationship for a loop. So I kind of put that out there, and the response I got from people that are in the same kind of situation and have like long-term relationships, short-term relationships, long-term marriages, short-term marriages. <laughs> like the responses run the gamut. So that's why I'm kind of putting that on hold because I want to um, glean some more knowledge, get some more information, get some personalized stories from these people who responded to me and to this and kind of discuss both sides of the fence you know does it work doesn't it work what do you have to do to make it work what do you do about the extended family on both sides <laughs> especially when you know they don't necessarily agree um so that's what that's the one that's being put on hold so you have to tune in next week for that one so this week is how i got to florida <laughs> And the kind of week I've had, I have had an interesting week, an adventurous week, um, an inspirational, there we go, an inspirational week, because I wrote a drabble about it, or at least I wrote a drabble about a trip to the grocery store. Um, I am in, okay, so this is going to be like a whole 
kind of Florida man <laughs> podcast because if you've noticed a lot of the stories that I read to you uh, regarding Florida man or Florida woman come out of Pasco County and it just so happens that I am in Pasco County and oh there was one thing I meant to type in to look up because I wanted to see Florida man news for Pasco County for this week so wait a minute We have, a, we have a cute little, little, um, house. The last, last time I was down here two years ago, you know, before the great, the mass exodus of Canadians out of the United States, um, I was in Holiday, Florida, in a trailer park. I mean, the trailer served its purpose. It was small. It was cramped. The bed that I was sleeping on was no wider than a, a chaise lounge that you would sit in. The, actually, I think the chaise lounge that was at the pool was wider than the bed that I was on. Um, but, you know, it was in Florida, so, I mean, really? Um, this one is much nicer. I have a queen-size bed. And I have my own room, which I had there, except it was more the size of a closet. Uh, this is a decent sized room and mom's at the other end of the house so I don't disturb her she doesn't disturb me whoever gets up first takes the dog out um, although <laughs> every morning since we've been here mom's been up before me so she's had to take her own dog out poor baby so she said if you're up before me now we had already made these arrangements if I was up before her sneak in get the dog sneak out don't wake the mom let the dog out okay fine so I'm up before her this morning and you know she's been up before me every morning she's old I wake up there's no mom door still closed I'm like oh no now normally it's not an oh no she's only gonna be 70 but my mom is allergic to chocolate and her solution to that is to eat the chocolate and then pop the Benadryl before she goes to bed. Well, she had five pieces of chocolate before she went to bed. So I wasn't exactly sure how many Benadryl she popped before she went to bed. So when she wasn't awake, by the time I was awake, um, there was a momentary, la you know, some concern. Do I open the door and, and find her still breathing? or not or you know dog chow because <laughs> the dogs don't lick you because they love you Chris, my friend crystal will tell you they lick you because they're tasting you to make sure that you still taste good in case they have to eat you so i open the door and i'm trying to angel angel i'm whispering because i don't want to wake the bear the mom angel angel comes down to the end of the bed well of course angel sees me and the minute she gets to the end of the bed and she realizes what's going to happen she gets all excited and runs up to the other end of the bed and licks my mother's face. Scares the living daylights out of my mother. And she's glaring at me. And I'm like, what? You said to sneak in and get the dog and sneak out. But I can't sneak in and get the dog if it's going to scare the crap out of you. I'm sorry. I just came in to get the dog. It's not my fault the dog woke you up. That's all I gotta say. So, anyway. Let's backtrack a little bit. Um, oh, housekeeping. 
First of all, housekeeping. There's a new book coming out. It's coming out very soon. And I'm going to see how long I can drag this out and keep talking while housekeeping is written up. <laughs> and do we? Just a reminder, uh, PCE 2022 has been rescheduled to June 4th, I do believe. Uh, tentatively. We're going to say that. We're going to say tentatively because, you know, life is fluid. Things change. Um... My birthday is in, um, I don't know how many days, actually. <laughs> a few. Not a lot. Enough time for y'all to start sending me gifts. Let's see. <laughs> what is today? Hey, Siri, open calendar. I love doing that. And I finally, I need to, okay, thank you. Um, I finally figured out why my American phone, Siri, was ignoring me. Apparently, somebody had turned Siri off. So you had to push the button to activate Siri. He wouldn't voice activate. I have fixed that since then. So let me see. One, two, three, four, five, and 12 is 17 days. In 17 days, it's my birthday. As of right now, there are no plans. <laughs> so I'm just getting older. Um, okay, so. Let's see here. There's a reason why I left this. Good heavens. I am so glad I am not at... What in the world? Why am I not on Wi-Fi? What's going on here? Oh, my phone is so... Oh, you know what my phone keeps doing? Because I turned it off and turned it back on. I have my um, printer here because, you know, I have to work. And apparently the default for the iPhone is to hook into the first available Wi-Fi that it finds. And the first available Wi-Fi that it happens to find is my printer, and that's not going to get me on the internet, unfortunately. So I, I have to change that. I have to fix it every single time. All right. But strangely enough, um, I was on, I was connected to the printer and I managed to get uh, housekeeping. <laughs> Go figure. I don't know. Anyway, I was checking the weather because I just happened to notice I am in Hudson, Florida. It is 50 degrees with drizzle. I'm okay with 50 degrees and drizzle at 12.06 a.m. I really am. Tomorrow, it's going to be that was today. Wait, no, today. Hold on. Today's going to rain too. Well, crap. But it's going to be 60. Yay. Thursday's going to be up to 67. And then once we hit the 1st of February, it's 70s and higher. So, yeah, I was looking and the weather for home, which you all know if you pay attention, is Sutton. And at home, it's minus 6. I do believe that is Fahrenheit. Hang on, let me switch over to the weather network, which I know is Fahrenheit. Minus six. Minus six Fahrenheit. Oh, I'm terribly sorry. Let me fix that. I was wrong. Uh, why does this say Buffalo? I'm not in Buffalo. You're supposed to be following me. Apparently it wasn't doing very well. It stopped following. Oh, that's right, because as soon as we crossed the border, 
I shut this phone off so that I wasn't um, being tracked. So, okay, well, it doesn't like... Anyway, it's cold. There it is. So, at home, yeah, I was right. Minus six degrees Fahrenheit. Minus six. Feels like, are you ready for this? Brace yourself. Minus 11 Fahrenheit. There's an extreme cold warning right now. Um, it's, 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 it's cold. Very, very cold. It's going to get down to, oh my word, I am so glad I'm not there. It's going to get down to minus eight, feels like minus 20. Minus 20 degrees Fahrenheit, that's just wrong. It's just, no, <laughs> not there. This is why I'm not there, because minus 20, um... Now, for Canadians that are listening, they're going, that's minus 29. We're starting to get, if you've noticed, minus 20 Fahrenheit is minus 29 Celsius. We're starting to get where the two temperatures match, where it's cold enough that the two meet. <laughs> the two should never meet, ever. So, yeah going to get down to minus 33 degrees Celsius, which is just, I'm pretty sure is minus 33 degrees Fahrenheit as well. Live studio audience, do the math. I'm not even sure if he's listening. There was no response. Yep, he did the math. Yes, it is. It's fairly close. It's close enough. So yeah, that's why I am not um, in Ontario. Because I have a mom who hates the cold and is old and needs someone to bring her to Florida. Now, when we came two years ago, she did all the driving. Her excuse was she needed somebody to navigate. Okay, fine. So I navigated and found hotels and walked the dog and all of that good stuff. So this year, she wrenched her back, pushing her wheeled suitcase across the carpet so I drove and she was nervous about crossing the border because of um, my sister and my brother-in-law and everybody having COVID now she has her own suites she stayed away from them she didn't interact with them she didn't come into contact with them they stayed upstairs she stayed downstairs you know now she was in the same house, but so she was nervous about them asking at the border if you come into contact. You know, they go through the litany of questions and them saying, no, you can't cross. So I drove. She was also nervous about, um, well, I was nervous about having just come back from being in the States and not even, I don't even think it was like 14 days later. I think it was like, I don't know. I came back on the 6th. We left on the 19th, so not even two weeks. Yeah, not even two weeks, just a day shy of two weeks. Um, 
I was in Canada. <laughs> At home. It was great. I saw all my stuff, touched my stuff, slept in my bed, did my laundry, packed my bags, and off I went again. And that's kind of the point. That's kind of the life that I um, wanted to gear for myself. Um, I wanted to experience that because I've never experienced that. And I'm sure it'll get old eventually. <laughs> um, I'm going to be traveling for a while because, you know, my boyfriend lives 3,000 miles away from where I do. So there will be back and forth traveling, <laughs> you know, if I want to see him. Um, anyway, so I drove and we're driving. We get, mom comes and picks me up. She drives up to my place, load the car because my brother-in-law, for some reason, unknown to anybody but him, he didn't want my car in the driveway. Okay, fine. It can stay in its parking spot. I have a parking spot. I get that parking spot included with my apartment. So why not use it? it you know, lets people know that that's my spot. Don't touch it. Um, so I have my spot. Mom comes, picks me up, lug all my suitcases downstairs, go to lift my big blue one into like my big, huge, you know, you have to check this at the airport, go under the plane suitcase, go to lift it into the car and the handle pulls off. So I have to, that reminds me, I do actually have to fix that. The screws pulled out. I just have to screw it back in a uh, little Loctite on the screws and it'll stay just fine. So now I'm down to the handle on the side and heaving it into the back seat of her car. Heaving all of the rest of the stuff into her car, cooler, everything, into her car. We drive an hour and a half, two hours, back to her house to get all her stuff. Because, heaven forbid, somebody think it was a good idea to load the car before she came to get me. No. So we get to my mother's. And... I'm double masked. I'm pretty much look like I'm wearing a hazmat suit. Get all the stuff. The nephew sees me. The nephew can't contain himself. The next thing I know, the nephew is plastered to me. Well, I couldn't contain myself, so of course, you know, I had to hug him. And if you hug the nephew, you have to hug the niece. The other niece was rolling around on the floor, and I waved at her, and she smiled, and it was lovely. But, you know, you, you hear the Aunt Effie and you gotta. You just, you gotta. Can't break their little hearts. I mean, they had been almost, what, seven days, ten days um, since the onset of symptoms. So, they were good. Anyway, so now I have to go downstairs through the basement to my mom's suite. And she's got a suitcase full of shoes. I kid you not. And it's two suitcases full of clothes. And then a bag full of food and a box full of food and the dog's food and the dog's crate and all of her art supplies and her art easel and her big can bag with all her canvases in it. I have to lug all that upstairs. Now, my sister did help out. I, I wanted to get everything to the bottom of the stairs first and then lug everything from the bottom of the stairs up the stairs and then from up the stairs, out the door to the car. So I was putting everything at the bottom of the stairs. And my sister was taking it up the stairs for me, <laughs> putting it at the front door. Thank you, sister. So I get everything up. Oh, and she's got this white three-drawered wheelie cart that has all of her bathroom stuff in it. Tape the heck out of that when I get it upstairs, because of course it's not taped up. 
get up there. Now I have to take all of my stuff back out of the car, put the seats down because the seats weren't down. And she's got a new car. It's like a, a 2020. And it comes with this really weird lid. So when the seats are up, there's like this shelf that comes off the back of the seats. And then you have like this little nook as your trunk. It's kind of like, it's it's almost like they, they decided to take a hatchback and add this piece to make it a sedan. You know how you have that, that back window piece behind your seat in the back seats that covers like the trunk? That's what I think this piece was supposed to do. So I had to figure out how to unhook it, lay it flat, and then start putting the suitcases in. And as I get the first row of suitcases in, I'm very proud of myself. I'm thinking, oh, we're going to have lots of room. And I look and I went, crap, I forgot the dog. Because the dog, she's a teacup dog. So she's very tiny and delicate and all fur. But the dog has to ride in between our seats so she can see out the window. The front window. From her crate where she sleeps the entire time. So I take out the middle section of suitcases and try and figure out how I'm going to get. So I put the, and there's a gap between the end of the seat where you flip the seat down, the seat back, and the back of our seat and the armrest. So there's this gap. And I'm putting the dog crate, which is a soft-sided, soft-bottom, soft-top, squishy dog crate, and I'm putting it in this hole, and it, the back end keeps falling down. So then the crate's upright. <laughs> That's just not going to work with a small dog. So then I had to figure out how to stack stuff on the hump in the middle between the two footwells so that the crate would sit flat. So it ended up two jugs of... Um, windshield, windshield washer fluid and two bags of dog food and then the dog crate so the dog could be comfortable wedged in between our seats and then I had to put everything back I'll put the suitcases back in and then put um, my mom's wheelie cart in and then she wanted to bring the Keurig coffee pot because we didn't know what was here when we got to the other place there was nothing I don't even think there was a kettle. It was really dirty. It was kind of gross. Um, but there was nothing. So she wanted to bring her coffee pot just in case because she knows what I'm like in the morning without coffee. It's not pleasant. I mean, I'm not horrible in the morning without coffee. Um, but if I love you, I love you. But not before coffee. I've told people this. <laughs> I love you, but not before coffee. And I will love you more than chocolate, but never bef more than coffee. <laughs> no, no. So she wanted to bring the coffee back. She likes to have her coffee in the morning too, but she drinks it for flavor because she drinks decaf. I don't see the point in decaf. Decaf is kind of useless. So anyway, she has this box and it's got chips and crackers and cans of soup and the coffee pot and her coffee and it won't fit i'm trying to close the hatch and it won't fit the box will not fit so i take everything out of the box and i shove it into holes and spots and places and then it closes it's great it's like all right we can go so there's no room for my purse in the back 
I mean, I've got stuff on the floor. There's canned goods underneath the front seat. Because the plan was to not eat at restaurants, to eat in the hotel room every night. We would warm up a can of soup and we would eat baby bell cheese and mom bought me a bag of meat sticks and that's what we would have to eat every night in the hotel for the two nights, three nights, whatever it took us, four nights, whatever it took us to get here. Needless to say, there's a cupboard full of soups and I ate all the meat sticks when we got here because we did takeout because I drove. And by the time I stopped driving, I would drive a good seven, eight hours a day. Um, and I would be just, I'd be done. Uh, there was the first day we left, um, I think we left my mom's house in Grimsby at four, I think it was four, four thirty, something like that. And she just wanted to get out of Dodge. That was it. She'd had enough. She needed to put some distance between her and the rest of the family. <laughs> Preferably my brother-in-law. Um, so we just, we got in the car and my goal, well her goal was to get across the border. My goal was to put at least one state in between where I lived and where we were going. I wanted an, 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 at least an entire state because then for me it wouldn't feel like a wasted day. Because up to that point, to me, it felt like a wasted day. When she could have just waited till the weekend, I could have come down, she could have picked me up on Friday, I would have spent the night, we would have packed up Saturday, would have had help packing up Saturday, and we could have left first thing Saturday morning and drove all day. So I wanted to at least have one state in between us so that I felt like it was worth it. So I drove for like five hours. I think we stopped for food at like eight, 8.30. Um, and we were in Erie, Pennsylvania. We drove through New York into, what? Well, hold on. Let me Let me just check for you. Because I did keep a record of our stops when we stopped. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, those, that's the snow. Oh, yes. Our first night we made it to Erie, Pennsylvania. So I was happy. I had put the entire state of New York in between me and my home. <laughs> now, our border crossing. Let me tell you about that. So. I'm a nervous border crosser to begin with, and whether it's doing it by plane, whether it's doing it by car, I don't know why. Mom says dad was the same way, just he would get really nervous and get butterflies coming up to the border. And neither one of us have anything to hide. We were both very law-abiding citizens. I'm not breaking any laws. I have no contraband in my car whatsoever. I'm not even sure I had aspirin in my car, um, but I was very nervous. So we decided instead of taking the Rainbow Bridge um, crossing that we would take the Queenston-Lewiston because it was closer to the highway 
that we wanted to be on to go where we wanted to go because there was a certain highway mom didn't want to take, which we ended up on anyway. So we decided to take the Lewiston Queenston crossing. So we get up there and we're coming up to it and there's not a car in sight. None, not even a border patrol car. There's nothing in sight. And I'm, I'm looking at my, are we sure the border's still open? Like you checked, right? They haven't like closed the border in the last four hours. 20, well, not even four hours. It took us 20 minutes to get from the house to the border, I think. And she's like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. So we're looking and the, the one in front of me doesn't look right. So there's this little like gap in the snowbanks. And the other side looks right. And there's cars over there. So I thought, okay. So I go through there and I realize, wait a minute. The bar is on the wrong side. The bar is on my side. It should be on the other side. I should have to go through the toll, like the dude in the booth, before I get to the bar. So we, I, I back up because I realize, oh crap, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> it's one direction and I'm not going the right one. So I back up the way I came and there's a car coming. So it goes past me and I, okay, we're going to follow that car. It's got New York plates. We're going to follow that car. It knows where it's going. So we get closer and we realize that up above it does say auto trucks, RVs, but there's only three that are open, but still not a car in sight, but this one car with New York plates. And what it looks like it's got like a light bar on the top. So it could have been a cop. I don't know. It could have been Border Patrol. Who knows? So we're sitting at the spot because you have to stop back at the stop sign. And you're not allowed to move ahead until the light turns green and the car has cleared the thing. You can't rush the booth, basically. So the bar goes up. The car goes through. The bar comes down. We proceed. And the dude's just kind of hanging out the window. Hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Pretty good. Where are you going? Taking my mom to Florida. He looks and peers down and waves at my mother. And he's like, how long are you going to be there until she comes home in April? <laughs> Do you have your passports? I hand him the passports. Have you been vaccinated for COVID? Yes, sir. I've been vaccinated for COVID. I was even boosted in California. And mom's like, I was boosted in Ontario. Good for you. Hands us back our passports. Do you have more than $5,000 in cash on you? Dude, what? Uh, dude, I don't even have $5,000 in cash to my name. <laughs> Never mind on me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Meanwhile, little did I know, Mom's like, no, no, we don't. I said, I don't, I don't carry cash. I've had my wallet stolen enough times that I don't carry cash. I carry credit cards and debit card. They're easier and quicker to replace. So he says, okay, hands back our passports. He says, have a nice trip. Carry on, ladies. Now, when you cross at the Rainbow Bridge, you there's it's a bridge. It's an actual bridge. So you hit the first border patrol on the Canadian side. They ask you, where are you going? What you doing? All right, have fun. And you don't have to show me your passport yet. So off you go. And then you go over the bridge and you hit the American side and you go through it all again. This time you have to hand over your passports, all your paperwork, yada, 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 all of that. Now, we were concerned coming up to the border. We made sure we had our, our, our vaccine records like printed out on hand, ready to go, our booster shots printed out on hand, ready to go, 
because they don't always have scanners. So, you know, I can show them my COVID card in my Apple wallet, but that doesn't mean it doesn't mean nothing if they can't scan it. We had the dog's paperwork all ready to go. Didn't ask to see any of it. Not a, not one. Now, this was on the 19th. Apparently, on the 22nd, it is now mandatory. You must show proof of vaccination before you cross the border or the land crossing. <laughs> so he was probably thinking, you know, it's going to be hell in a few days because every single car I'm going to have to see proof. I can't just use my own judgment. We're just going to let them go. And he looks into the car. What do you got back there? And I looked at him. Everything we're going to need while we're in Florida for the next two months. Suitcases, clothing, household items, <laughs> dead body. I don't know. What do you want me to say? Contraband, <laughs> small dog. So he's like, okay, carry on. So we're driving. Now I'm waiting for the second booth. And I'm driving and I'm thinking, wow. This is a poorly planned second booth because there's a lot of little side roads I could have just deeped off onto and been gone. They would never find me. Where's the second booth? And then all of a sudden, there's this little poke in my arm beside me from my mother. Do you see that? And I'm staring right at it. I'm like, yeah. What happened? And she's like, I think we missed the Canadian side. I think we did too. But that sign says, welcome to New York, so we're going to keep driving. I don't care. They're not chasing me. There's no cars with lights behind me going, wait, you missed a booth. I'm just going to keep driving in the hopes they don't notice. So apparently, there's only two booths when you, there's there's two booths when you cross the bridge. There's only one when you cross in Queenston-Lewiston and no cars. There's no lineup. There was nothing. It was great. And I mean, it was prime rush hour time too, like, I'm pretty sure if we had a crossed at the Rainbow Bridge, there would have been a huge lineup because it would have been everybody that lives in New York coming, going home from work because it was prime rush hour. There was nobody at the other one. We, there was one booth. We zipped in and right away we were right onto the highway. And five minutes, 10 minutes later, there's this big sign that says, welcome to New York. All right, let's just keep on driving. So we first night we made it to Erie, Pennsylvania, and <laughs> I'm very dedicated to my job <laughs> because not only am I driving my mother to Florida, uh, it's magazine launch week. Yes, I had to edit all of the stuff because we left on the 19th. Deadline is the 15th, so I had been sifting through all of the emails and trying to pack and do my laundry and get ready to go um, from the 15th to the 19th, and then I had two days to get everything edited and to Dave so that he could code it before he went back to work. Um, I think what people don't, because we make it seem so seamless every month, this magazine comes out, it's jam packed full of stuff. It looks great. It smells great. It feels great. It's an awesome magazine. They don't realize that from the 15th to the 24th, it's a nightmare. It is an absolute nightmare because I have to 
go through everything and accept or, or reject what we're putting in. I have to um, edit it all. And then I have to send it all to Dave. Well, Dave works a full-time job. He has a day job. He has two jobs. He's got his day job and then he's got the company. They're both full-time jobs. <laughs> so we have to, I have to make sure I have things to him in enough time. Like he may only have two days or three days from the 15th to the 24th that he's actually off that he can spend an entire day coding. And even as it is, we're still the 11th hour. <laughs> we're putting the, the final touches on the magazine. And, and a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, a lot of times it's like an hour after the magazine was supposed to launch that it actually launches because we, there's just two of us. That's all that there is. It's me and him. <laughs> so, yeah. So, anyway, the first night I edited, like, the first 20 things, sent them off to him, and collapsed into bed. The next day, I drove. We went from Erie, Pennsylvania to, um, let's see. Uh, we made it to Erie, Pennsylvania. I'm checking because I, I told my aunt where we were every night. And then um, our next stop was, oh, no. Mom told Annie Catholic. I do believe it was Lexington, Kentucky that we stopped. Um, I'm just checking. I have to make sure I get into the right chat because there's a lot of stuff that. All right, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um, okay, so we're discussing snow, discussing snow. We are in Erie, Pennsylvania. There we go. Okay, hello, folks. We are in Lexington, Kentucky. So the next stop was Lexington, Kentucky, and that was at 7.04 p.m. We left at 10.30 in the morning, so I drove from like 10.30. We stopped for lunch, which was drive through stopped to pee, took the dog out, had to stop for gas. Like every time we stopped for gas, I would take the dog out, and usually we would fill up, like when we hit Pennsylvania, we hit the gas station, filled the tank, hit the subway, got dinner, hit the hotel, ate the sub, into bed, did the work, went to sleep. Got up, ate the hotel breakfast, ew, and packed a car, got in a car, and left. And then we ended up in Lexington, Kentucky. And we got, what did we get for dinner that night? I don't know, but it wasn't great. Whatever it was, I don't remember what it was. What did I eat? I don't remember. But it was it wasn't great. It really wasn't great. Um, so we our routine was hit the gas station, fill up the car, get food. Um oh no, I don't remember. I don't know, it was some burger thing, takeout, I don't know. Um 
and then I would work and then go to bed. So I did the rest of the magazine the next night, <laughs> except for the stuff that Dave was putting into the magazine and the stuff that I was putting into the magazine because everybody else's stuff comes first. And then if there's enough time, if we get finished in time, then we put in our stuff. So we hit Lexington, Kentucky, and then the next night we were in Florida. Um, I do believe in between Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky and Florida, there is um, Georgia. We went through two states, I do believe. Now, Georgia, wait, no, it might be, it, we, there were seven states that we drove through. So there was New York, Pennsylvania, uh, New York, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, um, New York, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, uh, Georgia. I'm missing two because we drove through seven states. Let me see. Hang on. See, now it's going to bug me. So now I have to pull up a map because it's going to bug me. Anyway, I drove through seven states to get here. When we hit Lexington, Kentucky, and it was the second night in a hotel, the second day of fast food. Um, when I got up, we left at like 930 the next morning and arrived in Florida at 11 p.m. that night. <laughs> it was almost midnight, I think. It was almost midnight, like 11.30. We arrived in Florida. And I was, I, was, I was done. I was beyond done. But the second night, I knew I could not spend another night in the hotel. I could not do another night of getting my computer bag, my overnight bag, mom's overnight bag, the dog food, the dog, mom's walker, getting all of that into the hotel room, unpacking what we need, working, getting into bed, packing it all up again the next morning, packing the car back up, getting in the car and driving for another seven hours and doing it all over again and eating nothing but crap food. I was over. I have had my fill of fast food restaurants. If I don't see another fast food restaurant for the next four months, three months, however long I'm here, I will be perfectly fine with that. I'm over it. Now, mind you, the last fast food restaurant we hit was a Wendy's. And that was it. That was going to be like my last because once I got to the house in Florida, I was going back on keto. So, which didn't actually happen until the next day. But anyway, um, I want, we went to Wendy's. It was the only restaurant we could find. We were about ready to stab each other with pens at this point. Um, we'd been in the car far too long. We'd been in each other's company far too long. <laughs> we were done. Mom doesn't like Wendy's. I didn't care. Pulled into the Wendy's and like, mom, I'm pretty sure they have salads. Pretty sure they have just a plain cheeseburger. We'll find you something. 
So we ended up getting her this apple pecan salad. She loved it. She absolutely loved it. I, because it was my last burger that I was going to have until I'm 170 pounds. As of right now, I say that. Um, I got son of the Baconator. Oh, yeah. Nothing but meat, cheese, bacon, and bun. There was no tomato on this puppy. There was no lettuce on this puppy. There was absolutely nothing healthy in that burger whatsoever. Son of the Baconator. And fries. And there was so much salt in that fries that I was retaining water before I'd finished them all. It was great. <laughs> absolutely now I did get a Coke Zero, you know, because you got to pretend. <laughs> no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I got a Pepsi. That's right. I think I got a Pepsi or a full Coke. I don't know. I don't remember what it was. There was nothing healthy about what I ate at all. Not even remotely healthy. I could hear my arteries and my fat cells going, damn, what are you doing? <laughs> even my inner fat girl was going, oh, dude, that's just wrong. But it was so tasty. Yes. Son of a Baconator. Yes, Misha. They are still just as delicious as we remember them. But not as greasy. It was great. Mm -mm. Oh. So we went through A&W. That's what we had. We had A&W. We had A&W that second night for dinner. And... <sighs> <laughs> you know you're Canadian when you drive through the A&W and you order your burger and you ask for a poutine instead of fries. <laughs> the poor girl in Lexington, Kentucky, on the other end of that speaker went, what? Uh, what? We don't have that here. I'm like, oh, yeah, right. You don't even know what it is. Never mind. Just give me an onion ring. <laughs> uh, I laughed all the way up to the cash. I mean, I couldn't stop laughing. And my poor mom, she's like, do you have a teen burger? And the poor girl's like, no, ma'am. We, we, we have a papa burger. Do you have a mama burger? No, ma'am. We have a papa burger. No team burgers. No, ma'am, we have a papa burger. And mom's like, well, I don't want a big old papa burger. I just want a single burger. And the lady on the other end of the box is like, you can get anything on the menu single. It doesn't have to be done. Just give me a single cheeseburger, okay? That's just just give me a, just give me that. And fries. Just something to shove in her mouth. So yeah, we get to the window and she's like the girl's looking at us I'm like, I'm from Ontario, Canada. She's like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess they got a lot of Canadians because by this point in time, we were on the I-75. So I'm pretty sure they got a lot of Canadians coming through there. <laughs> because the I-75 and the I-95 are like the standard. There's the I-75, I-77, I-76, and the I-95. And those are the standard highways that people take to go from Ontario to Florida. Now, this time of year, you don't want to take the 77 or the 76 because you're going to end up. I mean, we did end up going through the Kentucky Mountains, which <sighs> my Uncle Jeff says there are no mountains in Kentucky. Apparently, he has slept every time they have gone through Kentucky. 
because I'm sorry, but there was Whoville on the other side of the car. I was kind of glad. I mean, there was sheer rock wall with signs that said, beware, falling rocks. And then sheer drop off down into Whoville. Way down there. Way down there. So, and then that's when you, you start to see the runoff lanes. As you're coming down the mountain, you have all of the um, runoff lanes for the trucks, just in case. <laughs> you know, you don't want to be, I didn't want to be in a lane with a truck. Now, my mom hates the outside lane. Absolutely hates it. On a three-way, she would prefer to be in the middle. I don't like to be in the middle because I have cars coming up on either side of me. I prefer to be in the left-hand lane. I don't know why. I just like that lane. So that was a bit of a, a bone of contention. And she didn't want to go through downtown Atlanta. Well, too bad. We went through downtown Atlanta. We ended up going through Atlanta. There's a whole lot of lanes of traffic in Atlanta. And we went through um, middle of the afternoon. So it wasn't super. I mean, it was bumper to bumper stop and go traffic. But it only lasted for about 10 minutes. And then we were out of it. It wasn't rush hour Atlanta traffic, which we would have been sitting there for hours. But you got to get a good look at the city and the architecture. Unfortunately, there was a building in the way and she didn't get to see her gold dome. But we did get to see a lot of really pretty buildings and a lot of nice architecture. And um, discovered that when you're in bumper to bumper traffic and you end up in a tunnel, it's really, really loud. Because there's cars going over top of you and I don't like tunnels. But I like tunnels about as much as I like bridges. I don't like bridges. So we went through Atlanta, made sure we were in the right lane. And I do have to say, I do love the interstates in, like, the highways in the states. In Canada, you got to make sure you watch the sign and pray you're on the right highway and you're in the right lane when your highway starts to split. Here, they paint the interstate sign on the highway. So you don't have to keep looking at the sign on the side of the road or looking up. You look, it, There it is, right in front of you. You're supposed to be on the I-75. Oh, look, there's a big I-75 in the middle of the road. You drive right over it. You know you're in the right lane. I love that. They need to implement that in the 400 series in Ontario, especially when you have to start switching between the 401 and the 400 and the 427 and the 407 and the 405 and all the fours and the QEW. <laughs> Because, anyway, so, yeah, by the second night, I'd had enough of hotels. So my goal, mom's goal the next day was to get as far down through Georgia as we could. My goal was to get as far down through Georgia as we could so that I could look at her and say, we are four hours from a prepaid bed. And not having to get into the car and drive again tomorrow. I'm going for it. That is exactly what I did. And she knew. She knew. She knew the minute we got in the car that morning. I had that look on my face. I was not doing the hotel again. The next time I unloaded this car, I was not putting the stuff back in. I don't care where we were. It was not going back in the car. It was So it had to come out into the house in Florida. Because it was staying wasn't going back in the car. I wasn't doing it. No, you couldn't make me. So we get here. I unload the car. And as soon as we hit Florida, it was like my second wind hit. 
like, woohoo, we're here. We're in Florida. There's palm trees. I can roll down the window, stick my hand out, and it's not frozen in seconds. Because we had snow. It snowed every single state but Florida. Six out of the seven states, it snowed. It snowed in Georgia. Aha, uh -huh. it snowed in Georgia. It rained in Florida. <laughs> we never quite got out of precipitation. So, but yeah, we had snow all the way down, pretty much to the Georgia-Florida line. Yes, I know that's a band, but anyway, that that state line, we snowed pretty much right up to there. And then we drove into Florida and it was rain. But the thing about Florida, it's always been a thing, is who sees the first palm tree? Well, both of us saw the first palm tree because the big old sign that says welcome to Florida happens to have palm trees right behind it. So there were palm trees. Yay, you know you're in Florida when you see a palm tree. Because there aren't palm trees in Georgia. They're in Florida. So anyway. We hit Florida. I get my second wind. <clears throat> we're about four hours now from where we need to be. So we're driving. We're driving. We're watching the signs. We're driving. Looking great. The scenery is a whole lot better. There's a whole bunch of Disney signs. There's a whole bunch of universal for all of the ads. I've got music playing the last six hours. When we stopped for dinner at Wendy's, I said to mom, I said, I, you know what? I can do the drive to the house, but I need music. I have gone this far. I have driven through this many states for two days with nothing but silence and you. I need music. So I'm putting on my music. And it was really, it was my music. I put on my playlist on my phone, hooked my phone to her car and put on my playlist. I went, woohoo! Here we go. So she got a little bit of Brooks and Dunn. She got a little bit of uh, um, Kenny Chesney. She also got a little bit of Def Leppard, a little bit of Aerosmith, a little bit of ACDC. She also got some Green Day. I think there was a Limp Biscuit song in there somewhere. I don't like them, but I like that one song. <laughs> you know. I can't remember what it was. It's on my playlist. So my and I couldn't get my iTunes to play. So it unfortunately it was well it wasn't unfortunately, but it was my um Amazon playlist that I had that I was playing. So it was great. I'm singing along and you know, boom, way I go. If I've got music, I could drive for days. As long as I've got music that I can sing along to. So we get to the house, we find the house, not a problem. Really weird little roads. I mean, out in the middle of nowhere, I was expecting to see an alligator. We're driving through Swampland, um, Everglades. There they are. Get to the house, get in, get everything, like open, unlock the door. That works fine. Get unpacked, get everything, all the cold stuff put away because we did have a cooler full of food. She goes into her room. I go into my room. The place is immaculate. It is so clean. The sheets smell nice and fresh and clean because I was going to we were both going to change our beds, put our sheets on it and then get in. And we just crawled in, went to bed, slept until we woke up the next day. And then we went to Walmart. 
we had to go and buy groceries because we don't have any food. There's no condiments. There's no nothing. And you don't want to use stuff that somebody else has used. You don't know if they've licked it. You don't know if they peed and not washed their hands. You, know, you just, you don't know. So we had to go and buy everything. And we had to get laundry soap and we had to get food and, you know, stuff. So we get to the Walmart. I have to drop her off at the door because her back's still sore. So I drop her at the door. Okay. She goes and she finds herself a wheelie cart. That's fine. Your back's sore. You can have the wheelie cart. Because the deal was that when we went shopping, she was not going to use the wheelie cart. She was going to walk because she wants to lose weight and she wants to get more mobile. So you kind of have to walk to do that. So... I got, okay, I'll give you a reprieve. Your back's really sore. We've been sitting in the car for three days. You can have a wheelie cart. So she comes in. I come, I go and park the car. Come in. She's got her, she's sitting in her wheelie cart. She's got a, another buggy in front of her. That's for you. Okay. So I'm pushing the buggy. She's driving a wheelie cart. Next time we go, do we have a gripper? Thing, one of those you can't reach it on a shelf and you can use the gripper to grab it I'm bringing it with us because I was very tired of could you grab that could you reach that come here I need you to get that lean over mom it's a foot and a half away from you stand suddenly her legs were broken so yeah get it your damn self that's all I gotta say reach it your damn self <laughs> to read the drawl now? Okay. So I've been told, the live studio audience says, I have to read the drawl now. So now I have to go over here and remember which browser it is that I can access the World of Myth magazine fairly easily. And it's, of course, not, the, oh, it might be this one. Just wait. <gasps> there we go. Okay, and we go. now i have to find it here it is it's called don't 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 push the canadian the news buzzed with the story florida news never seems to disappoint this time a small canadian woman had finally snapped when the police arrived she was sitting on the stoop hugging her legs she had called the police herself the headlines the next morning read canadian daughter snaps runs over snowbird mother. The article said that a motorized Walmart cart was the weapon of choice. It seems the woman drove to the Walmart, stole the cart, drove it home and continued, and cornered her mother in the garage. When the officers arrived, all she kept muttering was, reach it, you damn self. <laughs> oh, yes, that is a work of fiction. She's still breathing. Not well, because... She doesn't breathe well to begin with. Um, I, I, just, I, I never, I love my mother. I really do. I do. Really, really do. But I have never met a person that makes so much noise. Just sitting. I mean, when she gets up off the couch, it sounds like she's, I don't know, there's moaning and groaning and grunting and complaining. And then she walks. And there's more moaning and groaning and grunting. And then she talks to the dog. 
and to herself. Um, there's been several times I've been in here working in my room and I can hear her and I'll be like, what? What'd you say, mom? Oh, nothing. Just talking to the dog or talking to myself. Okay. <laughs> Great. Carry on. Um, yeah. So the next day, I had to go to Walmart again because I got the wrong um, ink for the printer. Yeah, I bolted out the door before she had a chance to change her mind. She was not coming with me. No. No, ma'am. Mm -mm. No, I would not have taken her back to that. No. <laughs> I just needed to go. Get in the car. Go to the store. Do what I needed to do. Of course, I left. I went to exchange the ink that I bought for ink that I actually needed. She gave me a list. Because apparently the $500 we had spent the day before, we had missed things. <laughs> and I still cannot find my meat sticks. I am not happy. I know Walmart sells the Pillars meat sticks. I know they do. I've had them here before. They have Schneider's too, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I can find a pepperette somewhere, a bag of pepperettes somewhere. I've not been able to find them yet. So I, since I couldn't find, get my meat sticks, I opted for a case of Coke Zero. Hey, it's fair trade. <laughs> At least in my book it is. Ow! All right. I just stretched out and moved that cord again. It was since we've already had an oops. I have to make sure. Yes, we are still recording. Awesome. Oh, good heavens. We're already into an hour. So anyway, we're here. We've been here um five days now four days now six days now two days now i don't know i don't know when we got here when did we get here what day was it ah, what day was it when we got here um we're in lexington kentucky pictures 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 uh more pictures we're here at 11:08. when what day is that i have to look at what oh Thursday, friday we got here Friday, and it's Tuesday, so we've been here, do the math, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, two, we've been here four days. All right, I'm tired, I'm sorry, it's one o'clock in the morning. It's been a long day. Anyway, so yes, we've been here for four days, and I feel like I've been here a lot longer because I am totally settled in. Um, I've got, like, my stuff set up put away I just set up my podcasting equipment tonight and it's not unfortunately it can't live where it is uh because I'm going to knock it off it's right beside my bed but I'll figure out a permanent solution I was going to use the room across the hall as my studio but there's really no place like there's no desk in there there's no place to set up anything in there um my clothes are all in there because that's where the dresser is there's no dresser in here but my bathroom is like right beside my room. It's great. I have my own bathroom. Mom has her own bathroom. Fantastic. We have a nice kitchen. There's a screened in porch where you can sit outside. Then there's like a patio. There's I'm going to do some exploring when it stops raining. There's a ravine. I think there's like a river. Um, I might take a small dog and offer it to an alligator. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go see if there's alligators down there. Um, we went for a walk, but just around the cul-de-sac and there's only four houses on the cul-de-sac. So, you know, tells you how small it is. That's as far as mom could go. So I'm going to take her for another walk. 
on a sunny day and maybe she'll walk a little farther. The dog was great. But yeah, I haven't killed her yet. We're here. I'm in Florida. Um, today was kind of a crappy day. The last few days have kind of been crappy days. Uh, just, I don't know, just stuff. But I'm sure either I'll deal with it or it'll get better. One of the two. Kind of how things are at the moment. We'll see how it goes. Who knows? It could be, you know, I don't know. Anyway, all right, let's get into some fun stuff because I got to wrap this up. My butt's, I'm getting square butt. Sitting where I'm sitting. I'm sinking into my bed, so my legs, my hips are lower than my knees at the moment. Um, okay, so since I am in Pasco County in Hudson, um, I wanted to kind of give you a little bit of, ooh, Bush Gardens is in Pasco County. Sorry, Bush Gardens is one of my all-time favorite amusement parks that I went to as a kid. Yes, we went to Walt Disney World. It was great. It was awesome. The rides are fantastic. But Bush Gardens was one of the ones that just stood out for me. It had a zoo. It's got rides. There's over 2,700 animals in this park. There are rides. There's like this dive machine. It's just so much fun. Absolutely loved it. Absolutely. Unfortunately, tickets to get in are kind of expensive. So I doubt that is going to be a thing that I'm going to do. Um, there's a lot of parks. There's a lot of beaches. Um, we actually, my mom and I are going to take a trip over to St. Augustine and do, like, we're going to spend the night and we're going to do one of these Marvel, the structural oddities. There are structural oddities, apparently. That is a really big bowling pin. Within the vicinity are two oddly shaped structures, an ice cream cone shaped building and what is promoted as the world's largest bowling pin. Oh, Yay! If anybody knows me knows I have this thing for world's largest or world's best or world's only. I get really excited. Like I've seen the world's largest thermometer, okay, a few times. And every time I see it, I have to take a picture of it. It's just, it's a thing or do a video with it because it's the world's largest freaking thermometer. And now there's a place that has the world's largest bowling pin. I need to go there. I need to see this. Now, the ice cream cone-shaped building is actually the Twisty Treat Restaurant, best known for its soft-serve ice cream. Oh, my mom will go there for sure. Guaranteed I can get her to go there. As such, going there will not provide you with a photo opportunity. It can also allow you... Oh, wait. Will not... Going there will not provide you with a photo opportunity. It can also allow you to get a meal. Similarly, the world's largest bowling pin located in Tampa, Florida. Ah, so if I happen to 
ha happen to have to go to the airport in Tampa, then I can kind of swing over and see the world's largest bowling pin while I'm there. Uh, features more than just the structural oddity. It is actually located in a mall, so visitors can also spend some time shopping, watching a movie, or having a meal in one of the restaurants. I don't care about any of that. I just want to see the world's largest bowling pin. It's in front of a restaurant called Splitsville. <laughs> I think you can actually go bowling. Oh, see, bowling here is different than bowling at home. Y'all have five pin bowling here with bowling balls the size of your head. Well, bigger than your head. At home, we have 10 pin bowling with bowling balls the size of a large grapefruit. So different, still fun, but different. So those are just some fun things that you can do in the area. There's an antique shop called Junk from the Trunk. Um, junk in the Trunk is where you want to go for trinkets, curios, and all things collectible. <gasps> you know, <laughs> that's like right up my alley too. I have to remember there's not a lot of room in the car. <laughs> So to be careful what I'm sticking in, what am I going to leave behind to bring this home with me? What do I need to sacrifice to be able to bring whatever it is I want to bring home? So a little fun fact. Um, oh, wait, no, we're not going to do the Pasco County, Florida man yet, because there's a few. I have a couple, some really good ones. We're going to do some random facts about Pasco County. So at the southern tip, of the nature coast and the northern edge of Tampa Bay, Pasco County is an outdoor lover's paradise that offers a great ecotourism and outdoor adventure alternative to the typical theme park experience. Yay! Close to major cities, the area boasts 20 miles of shoreline to the west, hilly terrain to the east, and more than 100,000 acres of pristine wilderness to explore in between. Uh, there is the Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash. Um, let me see. What does it say here? Johnny Cash and June Carter Cash had a vacation home in Port Ritchie, which is not far from here. I've been to Port Ritchie. Uh, there is stilt houses and fishing camps in Port Ritchie, Florida. Oh, those look cool. I just want to drive and go see them. There is the highest number of... <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta tell my mom this one. She's gonna curl her eyebrows. <laughs> if you're thinking about exposing yourself to new things, look at Pasco County, Florida. Well, that explains why somebody that I know's best friend came from here. Oh, I'm killing my live studio audience. He wants to know what's so funny. Okay, so remember, your best friend lived here. The county boosts the largest nudist and clothing optional communities in North America. There are more naked people in Pasco County than all of North America. With 12 different resorts to choose from, that means everything from posh resorts and low-key RV parks to year-round activities that cater to anyone wanting to bear it all. You don't have to be a nudist, per se, to experience what it's all about. You'll find college students, empty nesters, 
and bucket listers, all looking for some liberating adventures of their own, as well as nudists, also known as naturalists. <laughs> so this is the nakedest state. <laughs> nakedest county. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Mm. Oh, wow. Now, this I did not know. Al Pacino played Benjamin Lefty Ruggiero in Donnie Brasco, which is a movie based on the mafia being run out of Port Ritchie. Interesting. Newport Ritchie, Florida was supposed to be the next Hollywood. In the 1920s, it seemed possible that Newport Ritchie, Florida might become another Hollywood. Silent screen, Broadway, and motion picture stars were purchasing property and building mansions on the, holy crap, that's a really long name, Pithlachakscuti River. Okay. Well, many other stars stayed at the Hacienda Hotel. I've heard of that hotel. There were plans for films to be made in the area for a theater to go up. Unfortunately, the actors' hair and makeup couldn't hold up to the Florida humidity. Newport Ritchie wasn't the next Hollywood, but at least it could be a winter residence for Hollywood stars. Very interesting. So those are some random facts about Pasco County. Now, I had some. Apparently, I don't. There is absolutely no random facts about Hudson. But I do have some Florida man news for you. And this is fairly recent. Oh, actually, this is from December 29th, 2021. So, yeah, fairly recent. <laughs> All right. So, Pasco man arrested after Christmas morning burglary. It was a terrifying Christmas morning for a Pasco County woman after she woke up from noises coming from the roof of her house. Apparently it wasn't Santa Claus. She lives in the Sundance Lakes RV Resort in Port Ritchie off US-19. I know where that is. I know where that is. I was on US-19 the other day. That's why I went to the Walmart. Authorities did not release the woman's name, but News Channel 8 obtained her 911 call. Now, this is excerpts from her 911 call. I heard a loud noise out on my deck, and my neighbor did too, the woman can be heard saying to a 911 dispatcher. And I didn't think anything of it. I thought it was just one of the egrets, the birds. But then it got louder, and there was a shadow that passed through my bedroom window. So I grabbed my flashlight to go outside because I thought this is not a bird. And I shone the flashlight up on top of the roof, and I saw him up there wasn't Santa Claus. Investigators say 39-year-old Lance Derek Newman was on the roof of the woman's home, get this, okay, stealing an air vent at 6.15 in the morning. <laughs> stealing an air vent. According to the arrest affidavit, he told the victim, sorry, I have the wrong house. Apparently, he meant to steal the air vent off another house. While speaking to 911, the victim went, went into more detail because they said, I'm going to go get my phone and call 911. And I yelled it. And he said, don't do that. And he came and approached us, approached us, the victim said. But I have to tell you, officer, no way I would I would have went after him. When deputies arrived, Newman jumped into a nearby pond trying to get away. He was met at a dock 
with a canine and taken into custody. Newman is now facing charges including burglary of an occupied dwelling, aggravated assault, and obstructing an officer without violence. So apparently you can obstruct an officer without using violence. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Gotta love the county I'm in. All right. So here's another one. And this one was uh, November 22nd. 2021. So, not again, not that long ago. Man swings machete, another fires handgun, both injured. Apparently, he brought a knife to a gunfight. <laughs> Naquan Crawford, 28, was arrested. Night on a charge of aggravated battery for attacking an acquaintance first, according to officials. An argument escalated into a machete and gunfight Friday night, the Pasco County Sheriff's Office said. At around 5.30 p.m., Pasco deputies responded to a call about a shooting near State Road 52 and Little Road in Newport Ritchie. I know where Little Road is. You have to take Little Road to get to my aunt's house. They learned that an argument between Naquan Crawford, 28, and a man he knew had turned violent. According to an arrest report, the victim went into his bedroom during an argument and Crawford followed him. Crawford armed himself with, with a machete and stood in the victim's doorway. You shall not pass! When the victim demanded that Crawford leave, Crawford began swinging the machete. Crawford hit the victim three times in the left hand, left chest, and left side of the head. Ow! The victim drew his compact gun, so apparently he was already armed, a Smith and Wesson bodyguard 380, and shot Crawford three times. Okay, so three for three. You know, <laughs> you hit me three times, I shoot you three times. The victim told deputies he owned the gun for protection and used it in self defense. His statement was yes, an eye for an eye. <laughs> the statement was supported by evidence at the scene. The arrest report said Crawford said he confronted the victim in self-defense. Both men were taken to a local hospital with injuries that were not life-threatening. So apparently, okay, so they're in a bedroom in close quarters. Neither one of them have very good aim. Certainly not the guy with the gun if the guy with the gun injuries is not non-life-threatening. All right. Did I already read that one? Yes, I did. I need to learn to close these after I read them. Okay, so IRS just read that one. All right, moving on. Do I want to read this one? Or do I want to go with this one first? <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Um, when was this one posted? How new is this one? Uh, oh, this one doesn't have a... Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> so, today is January 26th, okay? This was posted at Local10.com, January 21st, 2022. Florida man busted after tantrum about bacon. 
Cape Corporal police officers arrested a man at a Waffle House on Wednesday after they received calls about a disturbance. When officers arrived, they said they heard a man identified as 28-year-old Martin Jose Alvarez yelling expletives at the staff about how his bacon was cooked. Officers said Alvarez screamed, you better cook the effing bacon right. Officers asked Alvarez to come outside, but said he resisted until they threatened to use a taser. That would cook his bacon. Alvarez was later arrested and charged with disorderly intoxication. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. What? Disorderly intoxication. <laughs> okay, think, think about disorderly intoxication. If you're intoxicated, there is nothing orderly about you in any way, shape, or form. So that's kind of an oxymoron. <laughs> You'd be charged with disorderly intoxication. Just be charged with intoxication. You're already disorderly. Resisting arrest and intent to do violence. He's being held at the Lee County Jail. You know, how you cook the bacon is a serious thing. I mean, there are varying, it's like steak, okay? There are varying stages of cooked bacon. There is... Are you sure you put it in the pan? Then there's floppy, but are you sure you put it in the pan? And then there's perfection. And then there's a little crispy. Then there's, you caught it before it burnt, didn't you? And then there's burnt. I like my bacon just past floppy. I don't like it crispy. I don't want I don't want my bacon to crunch. I like a little crispy. A little crispy around the edges, but I don't want my bacon to crunch. Bacon should not crunch. My mother likes her bacon to almost crunch. On the verge of crunching. Not floppy. So yeah. I when I cooked the bacon the other day, because I I have to oh yeah. So one of the big things for me when I come to Florida is my biscuits and gravy. I love Southern biscuits and gravy. Yes, I know I can hear Misha in my head and Crystal, the two of them were talking about the paste-like gravy, the, the, the colorless gray gravy. Um, yes, in Lexington, Kentucky, the breakfast was horrible. The biscuit, we could have used it as a hockey puck. It was that hard. The gravy didn't even soften it up that much. There was only one and the gravy was this gelatinous thick goo that needed a whole lot of salt and pepper to even have any remote flavor to it it was horrible i don't know what kind of sausages they used but bleh, must have been vegan sausages or something there was no tofu sausage because there was no flavor to this at all so i was really disappointed so i thought you know what i can't do any worse than what i just had so we got ourselves a tin of of home style biscuits because I can't make I'm not making I'm not going to that much trouble got up Sunday morning made my mom big Sunday breakfast we had eggs we had sausages we had biscuits we had gravy big southern breakfast she had toast I did not I was having biscuits and gravy and I made my own sausage gravy I was so pleased with myself it was so good <laughs> it was so tasty oh my goodness I was so mm. yeah it was kind of sausage 
bacon gravy because my sausage, there was, I only did like eight sausages, four for my mom, four for me. It's a little breakfast sausages. Well, there wasn't enough grease in the pan. So I had to throw the bacon in there so I could get a little more grease to make the gravy. Anyway, good gravy. I'm very pleased with it. But yeah, I had to cook the bacon in stages because mom didn't want her bacon floppy and I didn't want my bacon crispy. So yeah. Okay, so this one. This one was posted January 5th, 2022. And his mugshot, he's not even looking at the camera. He's kind of looking off to the side, kind of ashamed. And he should be, for one, what are you drinking fireball for? Just saying. Yuck. So, okay, Pasco County, Florida. A man was arrested after throwing a bottle of fireball during a road rage incident. Yep. Pasco County Sheriff's Office says Robert Winfo's wife cut off the victim's vehicle at the intersection of Little Road and State Road 52. Okay, you know what? Stay away from Little Road and State Road 52. This is the second incident at that intersection. The last one was the dude at the Waffle House having an issue over his bacon. So, you know, I'm totally going to go and find this intersection and take pictures. Just saying. Okay, according to deputies, the victim, victim argued with the couple for a short distance. So they must be driving and they're yelling at each other. Winfo's wife was in the pass, who, a Winfo, who was in the passenger seat at the time, threw a small bottle at the victim's car, causing them to swerve and crash into another vehicle. Winfo later admitted to deputies that he was holding the bottle at the time of the incident. Well, don't you have to hold the bottle to throw it? It has to be in your hand to throw it. He was arrested and charged with... <laughs> okay, anybody who's been drinking Fireball and gotten drunk off of Fireball and woke up the next morning will agree with the rest of this sentence. The man was arrested and charged with throwing a deadly missile and is currently in custody at the Pasco County Jail. Because <laughs> if you get drunk on Fireball, pretty much anything that exits your body the next day or, you know, shortly thereafter is a deadly missile. Oh, that stuff is just nasty. Nasty, nasty, nasty. Blech. I don't like Fireball. I can't do Fireball. Nope. No, 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 just no. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can barely do tequila, okay? I can't do fireball. That's just, I don't like cinnamon for one. Just, ew. Anyway, so yeah, that's Pasco County local news and recent local news. So, you know, I might not ever leave the little house anymore. Or when I do, I'm going out armed with my camcorder and my phones and anything else, any recording device that I happen to have, I'm going to go out with it. Make sure. <laughs> Just use my camcorder as a dash cam. Anyway, I'm going to wrap this up for this week and be prepared. Next week's going to get a little serious. We're going to get a little, uh, we're going to dig a little deep and it might be a little triggering. It might not be. I'm just putting that warning out there now. Sorry. If you were expecting it this week, I'm sorry. But I had such an overwhelming response 
on TikTok that I wanted to take the time and do my due diligence and do this episode the justice that it deserves. So next week will be spirituality versus religion and how do you handle it in a relationship and all of that. This week, you got what you got. So, all right, everybody. I hope you guys have a good week and I will talk to you all next week from the same Florida bound studio and Florida man, don't disappoint me. I am in your state. Give me the good stuff. All right, everybody. Have a good week. See ya. Carry on my way, one son. There'll be peace when you are done. Lay your weary head to rest. Don't you cry. Don't you cry.